hello, hello, and welcome to the SLP Corner Podcast. So I am, I recorded my entire podcast, and then at the beginning, there was unfortunately some audio issues with the first few minutes, so I'm just recording the first few minutes of what I was talking about. This topic is on six ways to develop speech and language at home with using only a box. So I was talking to Mrs. Speechy P. She is a very well-known SLP blogger and an autism expert. She has a really large following on Facebook and Instagram. And basically, we were talking about the negative effects that this pandemic could potentially have on children's developing speech and language and how a lot of the barriers that parents are facing at home are due to either not knowing how to facilitate speech and language at home or they feel like they don't have the supplies that they might need to work on these things at home. So we together thought of the great idea of let's make a post about all the ways you could use a box to facilitate speech and language. So it could be any box, an Amazon box, a Costco box, a big box, a small box, a Kleenex box, a box that had your bed mattress in, like it could be any box. And that's the point we want it to be. We wanted this um, topic to be very versatile and something that all parents will have at home already. And I really, I thought for sure this is gonna be something people have with all of the frantic toilet paper purchases we are seeing happen lately. So. Um, I, in the podcast, I discuss six activities that you can do at home to develop and facilitate speech and language, and they can be modified to fit the targets and goals of your child, but I mostly talk about goals of instruction, prepositions, prepositions, pretend play, and articulation. Um, one thing that I really want to emphasize before diving into everything is ensuring that turn taking is occurring during the activities and remember that modeling what you want to see your child do or how you want them to behave or act is very key so make sure you're modeling the appropriate behaviors and the target goals and just have fun with it the whole point is something that you can have fun with and really engage with your child when you're at home and could possibly be going through a very stressful time So my first activity is to make a house, a school bus, or a spaceship. You can cut out the windows, you can draw on it if you don't want to cut, you could paint it, color it, you could like glue paper plates on it for wheels if it's a school bus, you could put their animals in it if it's small, you could put them in it if it's big. The picture on my blog, I wrote a blog on this um, whole discussion, and the picture is the school bus that was used to be a box and it's quite impressive if I do say so myself my brother made it from a box a few years ago for my nephew and it's I thought it was just fantastic he painted it and he said he actually enjoyed it and had fun doing it and I thought that that was just so cute and I love when parents get involved and they realize that they're actually having so much fun too like there's a reason SLPs like the prep work sometimes because it's pretty fun to feel like you're a kid again making all these fun activities when you're making it or when you're playing you so either the goals can be targeted while you're playing with it or while you're making it I think the best would be both then this activity is something you guys are doing together so um okay so for targets for making this house for instructions there are so many opportunities for instructions you could say color the door and then the window or open the door and then put the teddy bear on the bed And this is also at the same time targeting prepositions. Put the sticker on, there's that preposition on. Put the sticker on the door. Put the doll on the bed. 
Put the doll beside the table. If you put a table in the house, put the doll beside the house. So just thinking about ways you can put that preposition. And then maybe you can make it into a game where they tell you where to put something, you tell them to put something somewhere, and you guys are taking turns evenly. Or maybe you can just fully insert it into your playing and they might not even realize that they're working on all their goals for speech. And then, of course, pretend play. Always important to work on pretend play. I really... I really emphasize the importance of pretend play because this is where generalization occurs. So this pretend play is where kids have the opportunity to generalize a goal into a new environment, into a whole new world. So it's really good to see if they're taking those goals into pretend play more spontaneously. So for pretend play, you could say, let's get our stuffed animals and show them their new house after you finish making it. Or you could say, should we make them a dinner or should we clean our house up first? It's so messy. So you could, you or if your child's more creative and they're really excited, maybe you could just let them take the lead. Like, what should we do now? And just see what they come up with. So for my second activity, I think a lot of little kids would absolutely love this. I really like to do things like this because it shocks kids. They're not prepared. Um is do things where it's almost unexpected. So my activity idea is destroy the box. So I think that this would just really engage them because they're just gonna think this is like the silliest thing that they've ever done. So take turns ripping, tearing the box apart. I think this is so good because it's a low risk and contained way of letting them get all those wiggles out at home, Like especially if they're at home and maybe they're indoors a lot if the weather's bad and they're just contained and they're getting all of that energy released by destroying this box, then I think that's, I think that's great. And at the same time, you can work on their um, target goals. So for instructions, you could say, rip the top of the box off and pass it to me. Or stomp on the box and then kick it so you could think of various instructions you could say or for prepositions you could say put that piece on the chair or put that if you're ripping up pieces put that piece in the garbage or I want that piece beside me so you're targeting various prepositions like on in beside and then for pretend play you could there are a million things you could do with this you could say let's pretend this is a secret chest and we have to open it to get out the magic jewels. Or you could say, I think this is my lunchbox. What's inside it? So there's just lots of things. And once again, I always encourage you, if you think your child could come up with the idea all by themselves, then by all means, let them come up with it. But it is nice to every now and then kind of show them that you have an idea too. This is really important for perspective taking for children with autism and also just for kids who are maybe learning to share and they're learning to to understand things like theory of mind, which isn't fully developed until around the age of four. So it's important to remind them like, I have thoughts, ideas, um, and feelings too. And they're on my schedule sometimes. They're not always on your schedule. So my third activity is Simon Says and I think Simon Says could be really fun with box decorating. So for this, you can just play Simon Says while you're decorating with various fun things like markers, paint, stickers, glitter. And I just, I think this one would be really perfect for articulation. Um, So working on a target sound. So if you know your child's working on S, there's so many things you could do. There's things you could do with a lot of sounds you just need to manipulate the situation to make sure that those target words are involved but for s because this i know this is a common sound kids work on 
is, well, first of all, Simon says, so that right there, sil if you're talking about colors, it could be silver. If you're talking about numbers, six, seven, slow, stop, see, so, sticker, sparkles. Or you could, if they're at the sound level, not at the word level, so they're practicing the sound in isolation, you could always just say while you're while you're decorating the box in between, like Simon says, put the glitter on here. You could say, Simon says, say so they can really have that opportunity to practice. And the other idea is if the target sound isn't sign isn't a s, just change the game. Like I always tell people, just change the game. This is your world. You can make it however you want. It could be if they're working on M, it could be mom says, or if it's F, Finn says. So just change it so it works for the sound that they're working on. For instructions, you could say, Simon says, put a sticker and then color the side blue. So put a sticker on and then color the side blue. For prepositions, Simon says, put sparkles beside the sticker. And for pretend play, after you're done decorating, you could suggest a theme for the game or have them suggest one. One example theme could be, I think this is a magical box. What should we do with it? Or, oh, I found this box in the ocean. I wonder what's inside it. And then just see what they, where they take that. For my fourth idea, it is make a costume. And I think that this will really encourage pretend play. So for directions, just you could cut it, you could paint it, however you think. If it's small, it could be a hat. If it's big, it could be an outfit. And say you're making chef's hat. Um, so if it's a small box, you could paint it white. You could put your name on it. It could say chef and then chef Shannon. Put it on your head. And um, for instructions, you could say, let's make chef's hats. Put a sticker on my hat and then yours. So they have to put a sticker on yours and then they'll have to remember the instruction and put the sticker on theirs. For prepositions, you could say, put the hat on your head put the hat on the chair, or you could say, put the hat beside me. So one of those. So on, in, beside. And for pretend play, you could say something like, I'm really hungry. What should we cook? Or there are guests at a restaurant. What did they order? And kind of put the ball back in their court to try to think of an idea of what, how to, ways to continue the pretend play theme. For my fifth activity. It is make a theater and put on a show with puppets or stuffed animals. I love this idea. Or if you have a huge box, by all means, let them put on a show for you and they could be the actor or actress. But I think usually people have probably have smaller boxes. So you could either flip the box upside down and the bottom of the box is the top. Of, it's the stage. Or you could put the box on its side and the inside part can be the stage and you could put um, a blanket or something over and you could move the blanket and then the curtains open so the blanket could be pretend curtains and you could paint it red you could paint the stage brown like you could really just make it look very realistic for targets um, of instructions you could say put your puppet on the stage and say hi or prepositions put your puppet beside my puppet for pretend play you could say for pretend play you could make up a show and have the puppets act it out so if you're stuck for ideas or your child um, doesn't have any ideas that they want to do you could use their favorite book or TV show and they could act out something that they've already seen as um, like a beginning way to have them feel successful in their idea and also show them how fun it can be and of course if you don't have puppets or you don't have like say you don't have things um, that are working for you for your stage just use your fingers and draw faces on them that would be really fun you could color them different colors 
And once again, drawing on your hands is we usually don't do that. So I think that would be really engaging for kids because it's just silly and unexpected. Okay, my last one is create an obstacle course. I love obstacle courses. I do them all the time for instructions and prepositions in therapy. I just think that they are so silly, so fun, and they get the wiggles out with boys, little boys especially. I find that um, an hour-long therapy session is a very long time if you're doing a lot of table time. It's so important to throw in some body exercises. So I feel like an obstacle course is just the perfect way to kind of get the wiggles out and get them moving. So for directions you um, on how to do it, literally just put household objects or boxes in various places and make up your own obstacle course. So you could have one chair, couple boxes, you could have a bowl, you could have a backpack, anything that's around the house that you want to use, maybe a couch cushion. Um, and then for instructions, you could say, jump two times and then run around the box. Or prepositions, put the box on the chair. And then you could tell them to, con- for because instructions are very um, much a part of this, so then you could say, and then spoon around once and run around the course. So it's still part of it, but that those prepositions are thrown in there. And then for pretend play, this one could be really fun. You could say, pretend you're in the Olympics and it's a real race or it's a real obstacle course. And I'm going to judge you and give you a number one to five. And like, let's see how, how fast you can do it. Maybe you could time them. You could say, it's a race. How fast can you do it? Or I have to see how well you do it and I'm going to judge it. So that could be really fun. And then make sure that you're doing it too. And they can give you the instructions. So they feel like they're having that, a little bit of power back. And they feel like it's a, it's like a reciprocal, in, um, it's a reciprocal activity that you're engaging in. So Mrs. Speechy P will be posting some infographics soon on her Instagram of this. I'm really excited to see. And yeah, stay tuned for my next post, um, my next podcast that'll be coming out next Monday.